Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. If you are ready to make a change, join my Clockwork for Freedom program, which will introduce concepts that you can use to create operational efficiency and be able to step away without worry. Whether you join the book club to read on your own and get your questions answered as they arise, or my group program with online training, tools, and support, you can find the assistance you desire. To find out all the details, go to bit.ly forward slash CFF Reg SM. That's bit.ly forward slash CFF REG SM. I can't wait to help you clockwork your business so you have the freedom you deserve. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Count Onable, Accountability That Works, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Born and raised in Hong Kong, Swire immigrated to Los Angeles in 1996. He's a proud Chinese American who speaks Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. He trained as a sound engineer, working at recording studios and entertainment agencies before starting his own firm, Hellman Productions, in 2003 in Los Angeles. Swire and his team successfully produced attractive, personalized DVD and CD cases and custom merchandise like t-shirts, earning a SCORE award in 2009 for small business success. His business eventually grew so popular, he decided to sell Hellman Productions in 2013 to focus exclusively on the promotional product industry. Squire is a proud SFG1 certified kettlebell instructor from Strong First. He finds calmness through yoga, organic gardening, and enjoys being in nature. So Squire, welcome to the show. Thank you for the warm introduction, Candy. I'm glad to have you here today, but I always ask my guests before I get into questions that I have prepared to tell me just a little bit more about themselves and how they began their journey into entrepreneurship. So I'd love to hear your story. I actually became an entrepreneur by accident. I didn't want to be in business myself. Mm -hmm. I actually find out on the day of my honeymoon that the company that I worked for at the time went out of business. So oh, now wow. I'm newlywed, no job. What am I going to do? So I picked mm -hmm. up a little bit about what I've uh, done, which is a recording studio. We also do CD and DVD replication. If you're old enough to remember what those are, right? I, I actually picked that up and that became my business for over 10 years. Mm. And so 
we're going to talk today about referrals, customers, you know, that are our own clients referring their friends, family to us. So how could someone generate more clients for their business? First of all, I think the misconception and a lot of times that I see from my own interaction with my clients are they spend a lot of money acquiring a client, you know, mm -hmm. for a listener who listen to your show, they always find out how to network, you know, sometimes right. how to find digital marketing to bring someone's in. But once we get them through the door, which they purchase from us to buy a product and services, a lot of times I, I ask them, how much time or money or budget do you spend retaining those clients? Right. A lot of times they, it will be zero and no time. So why would we do that because we spend so much money bringing them in once they are through the door they're happy with your product and services you have <laughs> no process of retaining them so that somehow got me read up and research about how do i actually make them really happy and the ultimate goal i'm trying to do myself also is turn them into a mini advocates so they actually not only be happy with what you do, and then we'll go out and tell everyone about what you have done for them. Right. I think that's important. I mean, we don't always think to even ask current clients for referrals and clients don't often think, you know, oh, I should give a referral, you know, to my friend about this business. I mean, sometimes they might hear a very specific need and then think of that, you know, oh, I know someone, right? But I think we have to get in the habit of even thinking about reminding the current clients we have like we would love to have a referral because a lot of time what we do we are scared when we make a purchase but if we know a neighbor or a friend or a colleague purchasing from a new company we'll kind of watch them you see oh let's see how they do let's see right. if the product and services actually looked up to my expectation so that's actually a lot of people watching i mm -hmm. i truly remember when my neighbor from across the street change their roof. I watch it every day. I step outside and watch how they do it every day. And I actually ask my neighbor, are you happy with your new roof? So a few years later, when we actually do the time that we replace our roof, we the only company that we ask for is that company. So mm -hmm. think about how you could do that. And just by scheduling some of your time, to your follow-up process or even do a follow-up phone call. Doesn't cost you anything to check in to make sure that first they're happy with your product and services. Sometimes they might have some feedback for you. So you really <laughs> want to take notes and don't take it as a de defensive as they're complaining. You can actually learn a lot and company pay a lot of money doing surveys and doing a lot right. of follow-up just to learn how they can improve. So these are very, informative information that you can get to improve your business and once they're happy with your product and services then you might want to ask do you happen to have a colleague family member or friend who might be able to use our product and services the more you ask the more you receive uh, the referrals that you're looking for right well that's so true where you're saying if somebody is giving you feedback you know, to listen to that and try to implement it if you can, because if they're saying it, there's probably a lot of others who are thinking it, they just haven't, you know, broached a conversation with you to say, this is what I think. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and really companies spend a lot of money and they're not really doing just defining a spending because 
you and I both receive a lot of surveys. All we do is we check yes, 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 and five star, <laughs> and we get the ten dollar gift card. That that's all all they they serve for. But if you if you really call a customer, then you want to be prompt. You don't want to wait six months and call them. Right. They maybe forgotten who you are. Within two weeks, you you got to follow up and really ask them. You can generalize the question. What would be your experience? And ask question like. If there's one thing that we could improve our, our product and services, what would that be from your opinion? Mm -hmm. So then you really take notes and really try to be better. Maybe a little bit things that, like you said, that you could improve on. People will see that as their input are getting uh, noted and you actually create a lot more loyal clients because a lot of big companies right now, when you try to call and give them a feedback, you you know you're not you're not talking to anybody, and then you could right. complain or suggest anything you want. You know they're not going to change. But if you are the type of business when people ask you and submit your feedback, you actually change. You you get you know you get noticed. Right. Well, and I think if somebody knows someone who's referring that business, they're more likely to trust. Just like you had seen that example with the roofing, you know, when you talked to them and you were you know willing to trust them versus just going to a site, looking at reviews. And a lot of people sometimes doubt the validity of everything that's even being shown on review sites. Sometimes things are hidden or sometimes people are paying, you know, advertising. So then they've got, you know, better reviews, you know? So I think it's true, just really nurturing the clients and encouraging them again, helping even remind them of the fact that it's helpful for us. I, I'm not always good about this, but I do have sometimes where someone will write an email and say, thanks so much, you're the best, right? We're like, oh, if you have the moment, can you, you know, do something on and you even give the link sometime, like here's to Google, here's to Yelp, here's to my Facebook page, here's LinkedIn, whatever, any of those that would work, if you'd be willing to just write a brief little description of your experience, that would be great. Um, but it's so hard to do that sometimes. Well, let's put it in a corporate examples, right? Using myself, uh, you know, as a study. So, a few years ago, I worked for a small job for a big tech company. So mm -hmm. to create some promotional product, it's a small jobs. But what I done later with the what I just told you about, I actually go on LinkedIn. I first I connected with my contact at the company. So mm -hmm. I actually looked at uh, the different department that they use and I brainstorm myself. I work with the marketing department. What mm -hmm. if the administrative department, the HR department, the event department can all use my product and services? So I actually drew it down to the specific, and then I call my contact, make sure that they're happy. And I ask them, can you introduce me to uh, the event department and the administrative department? I actually get connected with other departments that they have. So think about when you, especially if you are working with a bigger company, there are a lot of departments, there are a lot of people that within the agency that you can go deeper on. And my mm -hmm. goal uh, for myself in the future is not to have a thousand clients, is to have a smaller number of clients, which I could have developed a deep relationship and we have the trust together, then we can stay, all stay away from being a vendor being a right. commodity, like the industry that I'm in, I'm actually becoming an advisor. So whenever they have an event or they have something that they need to bring some on idea for employee gifts, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the first call that they make. So I wanted to have more of those great relationships. But as you know, we need to spend time on nurturing that relationship. Right. 
Exactly. Well, that's a great idea of even, you know, thinking of, again, if you have those larger companies, thinking of them as separate customers within the big company, even, and being able to reach out, that was very interesting hearing that story. So thanks for sharing that. I would love for you to talk about your kind of concept of the customer journey and how can a business owner kind of create that for their own company? That's a great question. And it depends on the type of business that you're in. But I think to map out the perfect journey, and you got to think of when they come in and just explore, uh, maybe through your website or permanent literature, but that then to talk to you on the phone or exchanging email with you and throughout the buying process. And then actually when they finish their, the order from you or buying the product from you, what they should do, you should actually have a process in place so you don't have to scramble. Oh, maybe I need to call them. Should I call them? Or how should I send them to, you know, when they finish and are happy with uh, the process? So actually when you plan, plan it out, you get them the right expectation. I, I talked to a financial planner recently and then he generated all his business through referral. He actually tell all his prospects that, I'm able to help you with this, with your financial goal. If mm -hmm. I'm able to, will you be comfortable recommending me to your friends and family? He actually start them in the beginning like that. So once they hit a milestone, he actually remind them, you know, now mm -hmm. we're at this milestone of our journey. Would you be comfortable connecting with more people? So there are different ways that you could nurture them to be the advocates for you because right. we don't just go out and advocate brands you know we mm -hmm. only be an ambassador if we have strong connection with that company the brand and they don't even have to pay us we'll just go outside hey you right. should try this organic food you should drive this car or you should buy this watch we just do it automatically but there are a bigger process in place to make us be the way that we are mm -hmm. <clears throat> So if someone wants to like think through this journey, like are there certain steps that they need to say, like someone's going to do this, they're going to find out about me, then they're going to go to my website, then they're going to do this, then I onboard them, then I provide the service, like, you know, how would they really map that all out so they make sure that they're doing what they need to, to give the best service for that whole process? Well, it sounds like a foreign concept, right? If you have, have not done it before, it sounds really challenging, right? We, we're talking about actually from start to the finish and beyond. But I think the first step is write down what you're comfortable doing right now. Maybe mm -hmm. you're a phone person. You're always on the phone talking to people. People like talking with you. So that's your strong point. Or maybe you're killing it on social media or you have a Facebook group that people are engaging with, with you every day. Start at where you think you are the strongest and then identify, you know, I even suggest you to look at your competitors. How are mm -hmm. they engaging with the audience? And then how knowing your client is very important because right. depending on what type of industry, what kind of business that you're in, maybe you are only able to reach them on email. Maybe mm -hmm. you'll only reach them on like a soccer game. Right. right or they they were only available at country club for example and that's where you want to be so follow your customer find out exactly how they like to be contacted and build your business all around them and that's how i would suggest if you you know are starting out with creating a customer journey right well and i know we've all heard you know like you're saying 
communicate with them the way they want to be communicated or find them where they are. Uh, but sometimes, especially if someone's newer in business, they might not know exactly like, well, my ideal client is on this platform or they are, you know, members of this type of organization. So how can you help them figure out what is best for them to, you know, be using for their social media promotion or how to contact their customers? That's a great question. Let, and let's assume that you're new in business, you have zero client. So what would you do? You don't have a target audience. So I would suggest you to think about your dream client, the type of client that will give you the best order. They don't negotiate pricing with you and they are going to be happy with what you are providing because you know that they need it. So who are they? What would be the demographics? Is there a gender specific? Is there a job title specific? Then once you identify those categories, then you will find out what type of website, blogs, YouTube video do they read, read and watch? So that's when you wanted to narrowly focus and not going after everybody. Because a lot of times right. when we first started out, we want everyone. Right. You know, we have a restaurant, everyone needs to eat. You know, when we when we do promotional product, everyone want to put their logo on a pen. Yes, but no, like you will be, not be focusing your effort. I would rather suggest you to find out who the dream client will be and mm -hmm. pay full price and happy with what they receive and then figure out who they are. Then you can answer a lot of the questions that we just talked about here. Right. Well, sometimes I know it's hard to get down to those very deep demographics, you know, and knowing exactly like, yes, it's a female between the ages of 35 and 55, you know, like maybe it doesn't need to be that type of thing. Maybe there's other things that you look at instead, like, you know, maybe it's the personality that's easier to work with, or maybe it's the staff that they have or, or things. So sometimes I think it's people get stuck thinking that it has to be, you know, people talk about an avatar, right? Who's your ideal avatar? But I mean, what would you say to someone who says it might be a little bit difficult for me to narrow it down to some specific demographics in terms of like income or location or gender or whatever versus other, you know, types of characteristics maybe that they want to look at? That's a, that's a great question. Before I was doing it myself, actually, when I go to a chamber of commerce, when I meet someone new, I want to go to the owner, the CEO of the mm -hmm. company who has, you know, the signature uh, authority for purchasing. But I know that even if I was able to connect with the CEO or marketing director, in my case, I would end up working with their assistant or mm -hmm. what we a lot of time call the gatekeeper. So I actually change my approach once I interact with my client. Yes, the CEO and the marketing director is good, but my actually I will call them my champion are the mm -hmm. gatekeeper. So a lot of us in sales, we try to go past the gatekeeper. So I actually learn for myself and the way that I communicate with my client, I actually hang out at the gate. I'm the mm -hmm. gatekeeper's best friend. You know, mm -hmm. when when the boss, when they walk out the door, 4 p.m. Friday afternoon, we want to get this done by next week. Who do you think those gatekeeper will call? You know, mm -hmm. you want to be the first call. These gatekeeper assistant, your champion, will be calling on the CEO right. and the higher up are too busy to to do. And you know, who can be your champion? 
who going to right. be the champion in if you're working with a larger organization that give you that call to get you in for two right. million dollar RFP? You know, find out who those people are. You know, where again, where do they hang out? What are the demographics? And then it will help you narrow down your search for connecting with someone meaningful. They will give you a lot of referrals. Right. I actually heard a story once from someone that I knew that said that he actually would ask his receptionist for her opinion of the person and how they had actually treated her to make sure that that person was not just putting on a show, let's say for the big guy, right? You know, like selling to him, you know, but making sure that he was treating everyone fairly and, you know, respecting all the positions. And I thought that was really interesting too, to take that perspective. I love that because it is true. There's so many people sometimes that are, you know, false with just, you know, the people that they're starting to interact with, but they're trying to get right, you know, up to the top. And so, you know, I guess, like you're saying, that gatekeeper, that relationship is really important. Yeah, and a lot of times gatekeeper do switch jobs to other company. So if they really <laughs> like you, they will actually, and it happened to me a few times, luckily, uh, that they actually brought me along to the new company. Mm -hmm. How good is that? So don't think about going past, you know, do develop and spend time on maintaining a relationship. Because I, I think if you're in business, you're in a relationship business. Right, that's true. I mean, and we all have to sell our products and services to obviously keep our business going. But I think another thing from my perspective too is to present information so that you're serving and you're not trying to get, right? So if I can offer free resources, I mean, I try to do this all the time too, through my podcast, through video blogs and written information. Like I'm trying to share information with people so that they can be successful, right? And then in the long run, at some point, somebody who sees that may have a need for our service and they can, you know, end up contacting us and, and going from there. But I think also if you're always just focused on getting the sale, you're going to miss out on those relationships. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, people like to work with their friends. You know, mm -hmm. we if we can choose, we we like to work with someone that we like. You know, right. Right? even if the other person is cheaper or better or things like that. You know, we we just trust a certain someone. I'm sure that right. we all have that person that whenever I need that services, this is the person that I go to. You know, right. maybe this dentist, we've been going down for 30 years, you know, so mm -hmm. why is that, you know, why is that person really make an impact or connected with you? Think about what he or she has done. And that's, you could pick up on, I think personality sometimes matters too, you know, there are, and right. you be okay to accept that there are some people you're better connect with than others. And right. the world is pretty big out there, you know, that would you rather to work with someone that makes you happy every day than you know <laughs> when you when you answer this phone call you just smash your phone you get mad for like two two hours uh, it's easy said to be done you know i'm trying i'm still trying to do that myself but i i actually looked at that you know the other day you know there are a, a phone call that i answered that I, I was upset for 30 minutes but then my my vip client call and they're happy to pay again the, the full asking price that, that we have, and then they value my input. So uh, that uplift me by that call by a lot, you know, which mm -hmm. way you rather be, be positive every day or be negative and grumpy every day. Right. 
Well, and I had a thought while you were talking to kind of back to the, you know, having the advocates from the clients that we have, like, what would you say in terms of, is there like a time limit per se of, you know, we should wait until someone is a customer of ours for a certain period of time before we ask them or the first time they come, we provide great service and we're like, would you be willing to, you know, write a referral for us or, or a, you know, like a review or like, what would you say in terms of like that type of how, how long you've had a relationship with someone before asking maybe for them to, you know, promote you? That, that's a good question. And sometimes it depends on your industry, right? Their industry, if you're a fast food restaurant, so mm -hmm. you could probably ask as they finish their meal. But if you are, you know, in the service business where you have a longer sales cycle, you mm -hmm. can you can actually follow up when you hit a certain milestone. You know, mm -hmm. the, the key is to develop that relationship and develop trust. You know, when someone trusts you, then yeah. you can ask for the referral. If I kind of, you know, not sure about if I should do that, then I probably won't refer my friend. And if I have complete trust in you, then I'm able right. to tell everybody about, you know, your product and services. Mm -hmm. And what if someone says like, oh, I love what you, you know, have done for me. You just saved my life. You know, you've done all these great things for me and I'm going to, you know, leave a review and then you, you don't ever see something. Do you follow up and you, and you ask them, do you just let it go? Like, how would you handle that situation? Because all of us get busy. We have the best intentions, you know, but we don't always do things right away and then we forget. So what would you say in that situation? Yeah, we have too much to do, but too little times, right? So I think that that's how technology will come in. You'll make it easy for them because mm -hmm. if you have you know, ask them to go to Facebook, you know, go to a, a page and you, you leave a review, probably it's too much work for them. You know, actually, mm -hmm. if you're doing you know online review, for, uh, for example, have the link already set up and right. you could send a e quick email. You know, depending on what platform they're comfortable with, maybe it's, it's Google review, maybe it's Yelp, maybe it's Facebook, right? Simple and mm -hmm. easy. And with technology, there are actually uh, video testimonial available where you can send people a link. If they're happy enough and they are not shy to be on camera, you can actually have them record the video themselves mm -hmm. and then you can use it afterwards. You know, you That's and I are, are, are comfortable with our voice. You, you can actually send a link people can uh, record a audio testimonial if that oh, works nice. for your business. So technology definitely are there and you want to make it as easy as it can for them. Right. Well, I love that too. I've also heard um, someone that I know will send like a quick little three or four question survey, I think, and then ask if they can turn that into like a testimonial and get the permission that way. So I think that's another way to look at it. Again, if you get that questionnaire back if they have the time to complete that. But I think that's another interesting way to say, can I take what you're providing and turn it into, you know, thank you so much for sharing this and, and put it on my website, you know, or put it on my social media just as a testimonial. Yeah, this how not trying to sell here, but that's how promotional product can subtly works too, because we all have our smartphone, right? We mm -hmm. are our internet influencer, even if you don't admit it or not. So maybe they're really happy with their product and services and they're really too busy to go on camera or to even write back an email. But if you send them a promotional product that they could uh, con be connect with and ask them to post a picture of themselves wearing mm. your t-shirts and you can actually be having a lot of influencer 
working for you. Mm -hmm. So by by that person just posting it on the social media with your information and ask them to put a simple post, you know, talking mm -hmm. about their experience, you you can actually generate a lot more eyeballs for for your business. Mm -hmm. So this is another subtle way that you can turn people into a mini influencer. Think about how many people that drive Holly Davidson mm -hmm. uh, wear a Holly t shirt. How right. many people who even who doesn't even go to USC wear USC t shirts and, right. you know, uh, cookware and then brand the whole, you know, house with USC on them. So these are the people actually will be a good brand ambassador. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can be a uh, work on a, a creative campaign to actually create that culture. We want to be associate with a brand, you know, with a company. Right. You know, there are a lot of them out there. You know, there are diehard fans that will only use that product and services because they create like kind of like a tribe, right? Mm -hmm. You know, people uh, that are happy together, uh, you can create different groups for and put them all together. They can actually generate a lot of user feedback where you can actually capture, you know, if you're thinking about nurture a group of customer in, in, in a group situation like that. Right. Well, I think while you're talking, the word that came to me was authentic, right? That we want to know that people that are sharing their stories and the testimonials are really being authentic about the experience that they've had so that you know that you could trust what they're sharing. Yeah, and, and a lot of time we actually drawn to all this YouTube video by people reviewing a product or when mm -hmm. they use a, a service, they actually, you, no one pay them. You know, they mm -hmm. are just... Uh, review uh, people that are, you know, create those services. Think about how many subscribers, how many people they're able to reach, you know, the mm -hmm. world is really big out there. And then you can be surprised, you know, outside of your geographical location, they, they can be actually people who are big fans of your product and services. Right. Well, I think that's the great thing now too, with technology and a lot of what we do, <clears throat> It can really be from anywhere. You don't have to just have your local customer that's down the street, you know. So it's definitely the world has expanded to all of us. Yeah. Well, I know we're running short on time. And so I wanted to ask if you have an offer that you would like to share with our listeners. Thank you, Candy. Um, we actually finished a corporate gift inspirational guide because the number one question that most customer call is mm -hmm. what's the best promotional product for me? So mm -hmm. we actually identified the top trending categories that we have for 2022. We put it into a downloadable guide and I'll share that link with you. And if you're interested to find out what more promotional product can do for you, uh, I'm happy to share it with everyone. And I live on LinkedIn. So if you have <laughs> any more questions to talk about just in general doing business and how to do networking, how do you really go into the customer journey process? Find me on LinkedIn, just punch in Swire hole, happy to connect with everyone. Perfect. And are there other ways that people can reach you besides LinkedIn, like a website, phone number, email that you want to share? Uh, go to garudapromo.com. And, um, you know, if you want to email me, it's swire at garudapromo.com. Okay, perfect. And we will definitely have links, anything that you've provided for us to, we'll put in the show notes so the listeners can obviously find that information and connect with you. Um, but thank you so much, Swire, for being a guest on my show and sharing your inspiration, your feedback, your you know, expertise in this area. I'm sure that it was very helpful for the listeners. Thank you so much, Candy.
And to the listeners too, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode today. I hope you found the topic interesting and that it answered some questions about how to turn your customers into mini advocates. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Flyer at the link that he shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, Scaling to be a Visionary. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.